contraception and fertility myths debunked right here on Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. I'm Melanie Cole, and today I'm joined by Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility with the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. Dr. Martinez, it's such a pleasure, as always, to have you join us today. I'd like you to start by just telling us the most common myths that you hear as a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility. What do you hear people say all the time and patients ask you? Thank you for having me today, Melanie. Very much appreciate it. So one of the common things that I hear is that when patients talk about what they've taken in the past as far as contraception. So a common myth is that if I take a birth control pill or if I take, do an IUD or a vaginal ring, that I'll have a difficult time getting pregnant after I stop it. And generally, for most forms of contraception, there's really no link that shows it's difficult to get pregnant after stopping the medicine. So birth control pill, IUDs, NuvaRing patches, just progesterone-only medication, they're all fine. The only one that has somewhat of a delay to pregnancy is the injection, the Depo-Provera. But that is lasting for up to six months, and after that, everybody should be able to conceive just as if they did not take the medication. Well, thank you for clearing that up because I was going to ask you about hormonal contraception and infertility because that is definitely a common myth that you just busted up right here. What about age, Dr. Martinez? A lot of people here, and I heard it too, had my first child at 36 and my second at 38. So how does our age affect our fertility? Does it decline as we get older? So age is important. Women are born with a finite number of eggs, and the fertility rates are relatively steady until the mid to late 30s. And so you see a small decrease in the fertility rates from the mid-20s into the mid-30s. However, after the 35, when you get to 36, 37, 38 years of age, that is when the age of the eggs increases and the miscarriage rates start to climb more exponentially. And so 35 is different than 37. 37 is certainly easier to get pregnant than 40. And into your early to mid 40s, the rates drastically decrease with egg quality and thus the fertility possibilities. Thank you for clarifying that. And another common myth that we've all heard is that if you go through fertility treatments, that always results in multiple births. Can you please clear that up for us? So historically, in the world of fertility and treatments, there was a general aggressive approach to increasing the couple's chance of conception. And so the medications are used to generate a population of eggs to increase the probability of egg and sperm meat if you're working at a lower level like IUIs. And if you're working at a higher level with IVF, then you're using these medications to generate a higher number of eggs. And over the years, we have learned much about 
the likelihood of conception given a patient's lab testing, their whole fertility workup, the quality of the sperm from the male side of things, as well as the quality and the likelihood of getting pregnant either with an IUI insemination. So we try to limit the amount of excess eggs that are created. And IVF, we limit the amount of embryos that we ultimately transfer. So while yes, there is a slight increase in multiple pregnancy, specifically with IUIs, with oral medications, it may be increased to about five to eight percent. With injections of medication with IUI, across the board, it's about 25%. And that's why a lot of patients may not engage in the injections with the IUI treatments. In IVF, we essentially oftentimes transfer one embryo and the absolute multiple pregnancy rate is less than 5%. So we've minimized that, thus keeping the patients safer when they do get pregnant while maximizing the chance of fertility outcome. There's a common misconception that infertility issues are generally a woman's problem. Can you speak about that and how you counsel couples together? Yes. When I'm meeting with my patients and we're initiating the testing and we're talking about the whole fertility evaluation, it is important to remember that it does include the male patients. And with the males, we want to evaluate the quality and presence of sperm. So we look at the number of sperm, we look at the movement, we look at the shape through a semen analysis. If other testing is needed, such as laboratory work or further evaluation, then that is completed. But it is not entirely from the female perspective where couples can struggle. So we need to remember to evaluate both the female and the male partner. There are many treatments and approaches we can use to maximize fertility. And oftentimes, if we do have some presence of sperm, we have advanced techniques that could really increase the chance of that couple conceiving. But it is not entirely the, the female. It is both the female and the male as a couple. Thank you for clearing that one up. Do you have any final thoughts, Dr. Martinez, or proactive steps that you would like couples to know about before they try to get pregnant, things that they should know about fertility, clear up any myths we didn't cover here today? I think that the patients that present with a history of using contraception, I think it's important to remember that both short-term and long-term contraception have a quick resumption to fertility, that it is safe to take these medicines in most patients with minimal risks and the benefits far outweigh the risk for those individuals. And then when transitioning into the world of fertility, that it's important if you have any questions or concerns to ask your doctor, be honest with them, talking about sexual practices, talking about timing of frequency of intercourse, and to not be afraid to seek evaluation and to seek answers because the knowledge is power. And that's the best way we can take care of you is through honesty and evaluating both the female and the male as a couple. Thank you so much, Dr. Martinez. You are a great guest as always. And for more information, please visit fertilitynj.com to get connected with one of our providers. And that concludes this episode of Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for joining us today.